Hello and welcome to the SDC Fit Learning Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name's Ben Scott. I'll be joined by Jason Galea. Thanks for joining us on our way to create 1 million positive outcomes for personal training clients by 2030. The podcast is brought to you by at STC Fit Learning, a page created to upskill and educate PTs and gym nerds. Also brought to you by at STC Fit, and that's a place for all your online and in-person personal training needs. If you enjoyed today's episodes, please give us a share and tag on the Instawebs. You can tag at STC Fit, at STC Fit Learning, at Ben Scott SC, and at Jason Galea PC. Hope you enjoy the show. We are live. What's up? Extreme guitar fades slowly. We have another guest episode this week. This is like, it's a funny one because I feel like if you played a drinking game, there was like a block where we mentioned Aaron's name like every episode multiple times. It was like <laughs> one of those one of those situations. Like, I think uh, Chris Tyrrell gave me shit because I used to say Will's name all the time and he said, it'll be a drinking game. How many times has Ben say Will <laughs> or Aaron during a podcast? <laughs> so we can, yeah, we can actually <laughs> introduce Aaron, the mystical Aaron. Um, so obviously Aaron's been in our circle now for a couple of years. Yeah. Been a while now. Yeah. We met, which will come into the topic of the episode, which is going to be networking and working with other coaches and stuff. Um, Aaron actually helped me out with the peaking block of my first meet because I was training at good life on a skinny bar by myself <laughs> thinking that I was going to squat, squat out of a mono and put on a death lift bar and I'd be fine. <laughs> self-wrapping as well yeah that's true Good um time. so yeah we need and met aaron and that's sort of how we met so maybe give us a rundown of like i know you've done a lot of study um so run us through that your background and like sporting background and stuff as well in training just tell us how yeah, you got to elite strength coach man wild ride uni for god knows how many years i'm still bloody studying again doing pharmacology um got into I was playing sport as a kid and the one thing that sort of resonated with me was my dad actually said oh so what do you want to do when you get older and it was like eh, I don't know and he goes well what do you what don't you want to do and that's where that sort of set me off it's like I didn't want to work in a desk in an office job I didn't want to work at a desk nine to five so um with my sporting background and then my studies I guess made it easier for me to apply myself to a, a sports science type scenario and then become a coach um owned a couple of gyms sold out a couple of gyms, uh, rebranded, and now we're here, <laughs> Elite Strength and online. It's <laughs> probably the basics. Yeah, nice. So online coaching now. Yeah. Um, and I know that's kind of shifted of late, still primarily like powerlifting, like who are you working with? At the moment? Yeah, so originally I just, um, I was actually specializing in rehab. That was my background, exercise physiology. So, and then that sort of progressed. Uh, I had a couple of clients that were just getting stronger through their rehab and they just wanted to express that strength. They're like, well, what can we do? It's like, oh, okay, powerlifting. <laughs> Makes sense. Three simple movements. Um, as much weight as possible. Let's do it. And from there, I just progressed into powerlifting. Um, but I think my uh, fundamentals were always sort of hypertrophy and that sort of training. Um, it's just been a while since going back into it. And then since with you guys, I think, especially more so Jace, uh, just bringing it back. And I'm like, well, that was my, my fundamentals. That was my primary basis. So I was like, well, let's go back to that. Um, and then also getting in touch with the, uh, my coach, Joe. So he's a hypertrophy specific coach. He doesn't do powerlifting or anything like that. Um, it just sort of tailored in nicely. 
and just like yeah back to building some muscle Have to, yeah uh, go through a bit of a rebrand again at all elite strength and bodybuilding yeah. Yeah. i'll co-own that I'll co-own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a pretty cool name um maybe before we jump into hypertrophy i just want to i think it's a really interesting point to make uh and it's something i heard thomas lily say recently that he used to market to powerlifters because he wanted to be a powerlifting coach mm-hmm. then he realized that all the gold coast powerlifters are already trained in his gym Yep. It's like, well, it seems pretty dumb to market to the 1,000 powerlifters okay. that already exist that probably already have coaches. Yep, so it was like, you're actually way better off marketing. This is a message for, for trainers who want to get into coaching powerlifters. You're much better off building them. Yeah. Like you said, like Agreed. taking people that like come out of rehab and it's like, oh, I just like, I want to get strong. Um, and I talked about it on a podcast recently as well. It was like, you just get to a point, you're like, hey, do you know that like, you're a state slash national level with yeah. a little bit of work, maybe international level powerlifter right now. Yeah. Like, oh, ridiculous numbers. Just yeah. Like, hey. It's like, <laughs> do you want to come and do this like fake mock meat thing and just try it and see if you like it? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I think it's a way better way in. Hey. Yeah. Well, I think like what we were saying ages ago, trying to market to powerlifters specific powerlifters don't pay the bills. Sort of like there's just, you know, dime a dozen type scenario you know go to the broader community especially online and then like you said build them <laughs> get them stronger and then just offer it hey do you want to do this if they want to they do if they don't they don't yeah it's such a it's it's an interesting culture too like the online coaching space seems to have evolved much faster in physique than it has in powerlifting yeah so definitely i think just the powerlifting maybe the business model is like you open the gym the guy who either owns the gym or the head coach of the gym coaches everybody it's yeah. like programming and it, it's pretty similar across the group. Uh, so it, it's not very expensive because it's not very tailored. Whereas physique yeah. guys are more up for like, well, we're going to have to talk about nutrition and lifestyle and supplementation and manage all these other variables that powerlifters are now starting to realize actually still matters in producing strength. <laughs> um, and yeah. you get a lot of benefit from, but yeah, that, that old guard still seems to take a little bit to shift. So if you've yeah, got people think, that are used to paying for just a PDF, it's like, yeah. no, no, that's not what online coaching is. Yeah. And I think also the difference between like a powerlifter and let's just say a bodybuilder in terms of online coaching, it's like a powerlifter seems to be, they need more hands-on work, especially mm. if they're in their, their peak phase or, you know, they're leading up to a comp, whereas like a bodybuilder, even, you know, leading up, they still have their hands on with their posing and all that sort of stuff. But they're, they're training, they can still either train, you know, by themselves if they're that type of person mm. or train with a friend or two. It's like they don't need to train with their coach, whereas like mm. a powerlifter will probably be more inclined to train with their coach because they got to go through their, their movements, they got to go through their skills, making sure everything's on point. Whereas a bodybuilder, it's sort of like you don't need that much attention to detail as often, if that yeah. makes sense. On the movement stuff, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that last eight weeks is like, it's pretty hard to do on your own as, as a powerlifter. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, particularly in like, gpc federation where you're like rapping and all that sort of stuff like yeah exactly right yeah yeah so it's like having you know the coach who owns the gym is just like okay well they're gonna see these people day in day out so yeah monday night squat night there's 400 people here someone will rap you someone will spot you you'll be fine yeah and then coaching you do that doing that online for a powerlift is a lot more tricky whereas in person it's a lot easier Mm. yeah yeah, and you had that too, Jace, as well. Like, I guess running out of good life for APU earlier in the year, like that, the squad just kind of 
happened like those those mornings yeah. just became groups because it was like yeah. it's just easier if there's heaps of people yeah i think that you you need like a bigger circle if like you're going to take the powerlifting stuff seriously like if you were just gonna you know lift some shit and then see how strong you are and you didn't really take it that seriously you probably could get away with it because you're not really trying to like maximize your potential but if you really are and you're taking it as a serious endeavor like you need some good spotters sometimes you just need people just there like as a G up squad. Um, and then obviously you need your coach or someone with a really good technical eye where yep. yeah, I guess like the last eight weeks of my prep or whenever I'm getting lean, like, I don't fuck talk to anybody. <laughs> 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 I don't want to see anyone. I just want to work out yeah. my headphones on and just do what I need to do and just cry myself to sleep every night. Cause yeah. I'm hungry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. I think last time you competed, Jason, it was like one session where you just like looked at me at the stars. just like, I'm not okay. And I need you today. <laughs> the, rest of, the rest of the time was just like, you can train kind of near me, but not with me. Yeah. Now, do not now, talk would to be, me. now it'd just be like, we can go to the gym at the same time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a good training partner. I'll fucking admit it. I, I have the worst training partner ever. I don't care what you're doing or think about it as myself. Like, <laughs> I'm just being honest. It's like, it's my time. That's my time. Well, I guess there's the difference between a bodybuilder and a powerlifter. Right? A powerlifter <laughs> like, the, is much more needy. It's like, I need you to wrap my knees. I need you to yeah, take yeah, out my bench. I yeah. need you to make sure that my deadlift looks good. Yeah. All I need you guys to do is just say my delts look big. That's it. Yeah. It's just like, bodybuilder, you just need to tell me one more rep, one more rep, one more yeah. rep. Oh, yeah, man, that's it. Pretty big, man. Hey, yeah. 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 That's it. Yeah. Good set, bro. You look jacked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> i'm low low key kind of like hoping apl makes its way to victoria hey just the idea of like not competing in wraps just makes me happy but i still want to use like a mono and a big bar and a deadlift bar well i thought they i thought they did wraps or am i going crazy i can't remember they have both so you can do yeah you can do no wraps um but you still use a proper squat bar and stuff yeah um yeah which is like I don't know. It's just something about the squat bar on your back. It just feels better. Oh, I look if you know if you're to be real picky, I do prefer the 25 mil bar versus the um you know good old fashioned 20 mm. 20 kilo bar shit. Oh, 30 was a 32 mil bar. Like I don't remember. Yeah, 32 over 25 or whatever. The big one and the little one. Language to me. Yeah, 25 kilo bar over the 20. Yeah, yeah. No, I do prefer it. Jace, have you yeah. ever used the, the bigger bar, the squat bar? <laughs> I think I grabbed it once. Yeah, yeah. I like to move it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was on the motto in front no. of you, so you lent on it. Yeah, it was on the Yeah, you had to just move it off because you needed to use the cable machines in between. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's too thick to curl in the squat racks. So yeah. Put another wire in. Like fat grip training, dude. Grip training. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, I've been copping shit for benching out of my mono. So once yeah. we're once we're allowed and I get my bar, you can come and do bicep curls out of the mono. Every time I don't know if yeah. I want that heat. <laughs> Man, every time I repost your fucking bench video, I swear I get like four or five people. Why is he benching out of a mono? It's like, and these guys are all like, you know, overseas or interstate. It's like, we're yeah. in lockdown still. We can't do shit. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just Google just, Melbourne. It's, that's why. It's just easier. <laughs> we're, we're slugging away here in our yeah. garages, trying to make everything work out yeah, of the in the morning out of shit. Imagine if I like had a, a proper bench 
set up next to it. Like my combo rack's coming. Like imagine if my combo rack comes, I'm like, you know what? I'm a bench out of the mono today. Yeah, anyway. Just cause. Like, yeah. it's, it's like, why? Because no I can. Yeah, because I paid a lot of money for it and it's orange. Because <laughs> functional. <laughs> um, all right. So topic for the day is should coaches have coaches? Um, and we're kind of throwing Jason under the bus because he's coachless at the moment. So, but uh, bring it on. I'm not, gonna fire back at any debate not, here. Not so much, but I think <laughs> one thing that just like confuses me, um, that we maybe start the conversation off with is how many, particularly younger trainers, feel insecure about hiring a coach because they think people are gonna have the impression of, oh, you're you're a coach. Why do you have a coach? Yeah, it's like I I've, get that all the time. I've I've been. Do you, do you have people ask you that? Because like I've been in the industry 10 years now. Yeah. I've always had a coach and I've never had a client or prospect or anything go, but you're a coach. Why do you have a coach? Yeah, I literally had it on my um, one of my Instagram posts when I posted up my weight loss. So the transformation pick, someone, you know, like wasn't being rude or anything, just said, oh, so you're a, a coach who coaches nutrition, but you also have a, a coach and a nutrition coach. Well, same coach, but yeah. And I said, yeah, man. And uh, he's like, he just asked why. And my reply was, well, because I learn. It's his approach would not have been the approach I would have taken. So, you know, if I, someone else thinks differently to me, or well, I want to learn from that person. So shit, <laughs> I'm going to hire a coach and learn the way they do things. And if it applies, it applies. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah. hundred percent. Do you maybe want to go through like the coaches, not necessarily like name names or anything like that, but just like <laughs> yeah. the evolution of, have you always had a coach? Have you always seen yeah. value in it? Have you self coached? Yeah, so I've done I've done both. I first uh, when I first sort of started, I was coaching myself, um, and then what really led me down the path of coaching or getting a coach, sorry, was when I did my knee. Um, I had a, an arthroscope done on my knee because I had a, a meniscus tear from just wear and tear, and I needed to go through rehab. So I read, I actually reached out to Quinn Hennock from uh, Juggernaut, worked under Chad Smith. Um, I was actually messaging Chad at the time, and he's just like, dude, hit up Quinn. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be able to help you out. So, yeah, got on to Quinn Hennock and he ran me through some rehab stuff. And I, we sort of went back and forth just because I was coming out of my rehab course and that sort of stuff. So I was like, okay, well, let's get into this. And um, from there, it just sort of graduated. So once my knee was good, I rehabbed my knee, ended up squatting, I think, 180 or 190 in about 12 weeks, which is sort of uncommon for an arthroscope or from an arthroscope. Um, so that was pretty cool. And then I'm like, well, you know, moving some okay weight, I want to get a bit stronger myself and go through the different process. So that's when I got Trent uh, from New South Wales. He owns PTT Sydney at the time before they closed down and then had him for a while. And then I moved coaches. I've had about, I think, seven coaches. I had quite a few powerlifting coaches at the time. So I went from him to Brian Cook for a little bit. Then I went to Ben Mack. I went to Ben Mack for a long time. He's my longest standing coach and he's also like one of my good friends. Um, and we all know Ben. He's a legend of a guy. Um, you get Benny on he, one day, actually. <laughs> yeah, he um, looked after me from you know start to finish from my knee. We had a few niggles going through personal stuff as well. Like he was there for everything. So you know he's like a brother to me. And then I said to him, um, I want to just try something different. That's when I sort of moved back to hypertrophy type stuff, and more so the nutritional side of stuff. I was working with Dalton as well. Um, again, another really good friend of mine, smartest dude, or one of the smartest dudes in this country. Um, with nutrition. So I had been for powerlifting, Dalton for nutrition, and then um, moved on to Alex Kegel, 
just because he, he did both and he offered a mentorship that I was sort of learning from. Um, and then we had COVID. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> basically work <laughs> sort of dropped down and because I was employed at RBT, you know, everything sort of happened and I got made not redundant. Um, what's the word? Uh, where I was put on hold effectively. They didn't stood have to pay down. Me. So stood down. That's the one. So I got stood down. Yeah, <laughs> didn't stood get, down. Yeah, didn't get paid. So I was still on the books. Um, so I was chilling up in Mackay where it was nice and hot. And then uh, Joe Jeffrey put up a, a post offering uh, like a COVID special type scenario. And I was like, hey, I can afford that because uh, the American dollar versus the pound was a little bit different. <laughs> so uh, the pound worked to my favor at the time. So I was like, perfect. And signed up with Joe and here we are. Yeah, nice. So what, like, what have been the main things over the last couple of years in particular that has made you a better coach by from having a coach? I think perspective, man. Uh, looking at different things that clients are going through. And I think for myself personally, as I was a younger coach, it was hard to separate what I saw versus what was. So it's like trying to differentiate between what the client actually felt or was going through versus what I think they're going through. Um, and I'm a bit more of a, I guess I was a bit more old school in that. It was just like, look, okay, that's what you're going through. I think you might be being a little bit soft. Not that I said that, but it was more <laughs> I was thinking that. <laughs> so it was kind of like applying like, okay, you can get another rep out. You can get another set out. We can do this for another week. Whereas it's like with these other coaches, like I started to become potentially that client where it was like, okay, I'm starting to, to get sore or tired or I need a deload or whatever. And then the coach is actually understanding that. And I'm like, okay, maybe I should really start to apply that. <laughs> So I think just becoming a client again was like, ah, oh, okay. I can appreciate what my clients potentially go through. That's huge. That's super yeah. valuable. Yeah. Yeah. Just take that like robotic element out of it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, he is meaning his check-ins guys. Just, he, he is still nasty. <laughs> yeah, well, people don't know. I do Ben's check-ins. So. <laughs> I do his nutritional stuff. So. Yeah. If you follow me, you see the elite strength coach tag quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, sure doing shit. yeah. Jace, the last 10 years, what percentage have you had a coach? Oh, like probably 15, 20 percent. You trained yeah. yourself most yeah. of that. Probably yeah. had a coach for like, Oh, I trained with Benny for like two years mm. and then I had a coach for 12 weeks. Didn't <laughs> work out. And I had a coach for 20 weeks before that, which didn't work out. <laughs> So maybe it's three years out of 10 to 30%. So those two coaches that didn't work out, which we've sort of referenced on the podcast before, but what did you learn from (laughs) that experience in terms of maybe finding a coach? Uh, That I probably should go and look at, do a bit more homework um, rather than just like going off like what other people say. Um, But like, to be fair, the first time I hired a coach, like, and it was online, like that just wasn't really a thing. So no one really knew what it was. So it was just like, hey, you just connected with someone. I think it was via email. We did a phone call. I sent him some money. He sent me like a PDF and we kind of just kept in touch. Yep. Like, you know, and I just sent him pictures via SMS. Like it wasn't a thing. So which is kind of like what I guess old school bodybuilders would do anyway. They just pay for um, a yep. program, a diet, and they just get it and check in every like now and then. <clears throat> so that was pretty shit though. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I ended up just doing it all by myself at the end anyway. Yeah. Um, and then the second time was just like just sold the dream and just didn't deliver. Yeah. Um, which was cool to experience because I know what shit coaching is online, um, and I know that like like this person is really popular, lots of followers, like actually talks fucking shit. 
like says the shit that they actually do that you shouldn't do. Like they actually do it. So it just shows again, like, you know, like everyone's kind of just out there to really sell themselves when it comes down to actually doing things. Some people just actually contradict their own words. Yeah. Um, but I didn't have any hesitation calling them out that time, yeah. you know, and, I, and it just was like, Oh, this isn't for me. So um, the, the last time um, did a bit more homework actually saw this person face to face. I was like, no, nah, I'm not hiring someone from the other side of the world or the country. I'm going <laughs> to actually see a person face to face, even if I don't work with them. Um, and we, I go along really well with Ben um, and we got a tremendous outcome. I learned a heap of shit. Um, still learn some stuff off Ben even now. Um, yeah. Like I think I, there's tremendous values uh, and lessons from having a coach. Um, I'm definitely going to have one in the future. I think I just got to a point where I wasn't really buying into, like I wasn't really going anywhere. So I didn't really feel like I needed to have someone to tell me what to do to go somewhere where I didn't really know where I was going. Um, And then uh, the other thing as well is like, I just accumulated so much knowledge that contradicted some of the stuff that I was doing. And it's not in a bad way. It's just that I wanted to go a certain way and I wanted to do some certain things and I needed to do them in order to train my own crop, my own people, help the company, the trainers we've got, the, you know, all the people that connect with us. So I was like, I need to see if this works. And that's why I rewrote our training programs last week, the yeah. templates, <laughs> because I used them and I was like, I love this, but this is shit. Yeah. So I fixed it. Um, so I think I just got to that point where, and like, it's not like I haven't had a coach since I've dropped, stopped training with Ben. Like I've got you, I've got Aaron, like I, I have no hesitation in reaching out to other people in the circle, just saying like, Hey, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? So I've kind of got a good circle around me to kind of just ask questions. Yeah. Yeah. So that I still was feel like I'm getting coached in some way. It's just like, yeah, yeah exactly. You know, I'm making the decisions more though. Yeah. yeah that was something I was going to point out is like, even right now, like you and your mentorship with Chris and there's like, there's always stuff yeah. going on. Like it's not, yeah. you're not coached less. So yeah. Well that's, yeah, that's exactly. It was like, I was, I was like, well, if I'm not going to have a coach because I learned a tremendous amount with my coach, I'm still going to hire someone, but I'm going to learn more about what I need to learn. And then I'm going to apply it. Yeah. So I'm kind of like inadvertently just getting coached just by, you know, accumulation of information and knowledge, yeah. trying to apply it, yeah. you know? And then after that, like when I finished with Chris, um, I, I really want to fucking compete next year. So <laughs> I hope that this shit all, you know, kind of dies down. Cause I want to consult with somebody to help with my prep. Like, I don't know if I necessarily need someone to like hold my hand the whole way, but I just want to be like, Hey, this is what I'm thinking of doing. This is how I think it's going to work. What do you think I should do? what are some of the things I should look for? And then we just kind of check in every now and then. And I think maybe closer to the event, I'll probably pick up the frequency of that. If someone's willing to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I think my five times, my times probably split maybe 50, 50 of having a coach, not having a coach. Um, So starting out was with the Jason Gillia. Um, out of Phoenix Fitness in those days. Started from the top. Yeah, it's, it's obviously that's why. downhill slide after that. That's why it was hard to find a coach afterwards, right? Um, but I think what happened was you went overseas for like six weeks and because mm. like of where 
the service level of personal training was at that point, particularly in that gym. Yeah. We all didn't, none of us knew what the fuck we were doing. So it was like, Jace just went on holidays and I was like, ah, oh, what the fuck do I do for the next six weeks? <laughs> so, just left him alone. Yeah. There, was no, there was no like leaving people a program while like, <laughs> 23 years old. I was like, yeah. no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. No, I'm off. <laughs> Don't worry about that business that should be there when you get back, guys. <laughs> yeah. We'll just rebuild it. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they'll stay. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I went down more, like I bought the online program from BPAC that was like 12 months. And then sort of from that point onwards, once you got back, we sort of, I guess, coached each other a little bit in terms of mm. more challenging what we knew than anything else. Like what do you, similar to what you were saying before, like we've got our little nerds group chat now. It's like, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And we've, we've been doing that forever. Um, so I guess, yeah. It's made more than it's worth. Tell it me, man. So I think I did the same thing, just bounced ideas off you for quite a long period of time. And then it was more once I moved into getting interested in strength training, did a course, sort of learned how to squat, bench, deadlift. It's like, oh, this is pretty rad. Maybe I'll do this. Then again, like got some tools off Chad Wesley Smith while he was here programming. Um, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. So I worked with, so I learned, sorry, I learned to model from a course, went and worked with John Sharp, um, who was not really a powerlifting coach, but was like pretty switched on with movement, trains more like more strength conditioning for MMA fighters and stuff like that. That just didn't work because I was trying to see him face to face and he was in fucking the middle of Richmond and it was pain in the ass. Um, but it was good. I learned some stuff there on, on the movement side of things. And it opened up some huge holes for me as a coach. So I was like, fuck, I don't know nothing about any of that. <laughs> um, so again, like lessons learned there. Went from there, like picked up the stuff from Chad, kind of ran with that a little bit, spoke to him and refined a few things. And then that's the programming model we've been sort of working on and evolving for the last three Remember. years now, I think. Yeah. Um, so Decided I really wanted to do my first comp prep by myself. Um, worked through that. And then, like I said in the intro, like I think Aaron reached out to me on social media. was like, when are you competing? Uh, four <laughs> weeks. Have you just gone down of a mono before? No. Nah. Do you want to come down to the gym? <laughs> it's like, do you need help? <laughs> yeah. So I'd, um, I'd been doing consults with Jordan Shallow once a month. So every new program, I'd call him, have him look over it, tell him what hurt. And he'd tell me what to change to fix it. Um, and then, yeah, I actually messaged because I think you you mentioned that you knew Jordan and I messaged mm. him. I was like, who's this elite strength coach dude? Is he just like <laughs> trying to sell me and poach me or is he like a good dude that wants, is like legit? And I think Jordan was like, no, no, no. Like, I don't know much about his coaching, but he's a nice guy. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'll go see what a mono looks like <laughs> before I have Andy, to squat, right? <laughs> squat out of one on comp day. Um so then I worked with you for a bit and then moved on to working with Will. I've been here with him, yeah, two years now. Um, working with Will at the moment is, is like, it's almost at the point where it's just like, I just enjoy outsourcing and not thinking about my programming. Mm. Like when I have questions, he's great. He's always got time for me to like jump on a call or whatever. And like, why are we doing this? Or this hurts. How do we fix it? These are my goals. What are your plans? And that education element still there when I need it. But some weeks it's just like training went good or this hurts. This sucks. Can we fix this? 
thank you bye like it's just i don't have to think about it before i go out into the garage now um and i'm finding a lot of value out of that but like on the on the powerlifting side of things like obviously once we did that sort of prep together every sort of prep or heavy block i've done has been with aaron in the room pretty much um and the rest of the guys so i think yeah having that network around it has been really valuable and being able to spin ideas in that little group chat that we've got and with other other people we know around the traps as well you never really don't have a coach i think like you might be writing your own programming there's still coaching elements coming in from everyone else just maybe you're not committed to accountability to someone else yeah, I think that's just the biggest difference, right? The accountability side. But again, like someone like Jace, like he messages us all the time. It's like, oh, what do you think of this? What about that? Like, yeah. And I've got so many guys that do that in other group chats as well. They're like they're their own coach, but it's like, well, what do you think of this? Do you reckon this works? Yeah. And it's just an opinion. At the end of the day, you're going to be the one that goes out and does it. And if it works, it works. It doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I really I like think- it from a from a bandwidth standpoint as well. It's like just that, yeah. Yeah. It's like our <laughs> Aaron, now I'm actually doing check-ins with you rather than just like asking you questions when I need to. Yeah. It's like, I find myself during the week, like, I can't be fucked. <laughs> like you got to send that check-in. So you do it. Yeah, yeah. It's like at the moment, bandwidth wise, like probably more of my energy is we talk about those dials all the time. Like my work dial is probably turned up more than my training dial. Cause it's like, there's no comps. There's no nothing. It's like yeah. just trying to get as big as possible and eat as much food as possible. <laughs> So it's like, I would very easily fall into the trap of like not doing my steps, not tracking my health markers, like doing all that stuff. But it's like, fuck, Aaron's going to send that video on Wednesday (laughs) if I haven't done it. (laughs) It's like (laughs) reduces the, the, the decision-making process around having to do all those things, which provides you with more bandwidth to put time into other things. Is that similar to what you were going to say, Jace? Yeah, I was going to say, like, I think when I was at my busiest, like, I guess, work-wise, um, I definitely needed to outsource that, the decision-making and the objective analysis of, like, the results, the programming and all that to somebody else because, like, I just did not have the a care in the world of, like, putting together a really good program for myself and having a check-in and being accountable to me. I'm like, I, I just tell myself I'm too busy. I think, like... If you're one of those people that's, I'm not going to say like weak-minded, but if you think that way, you should be more inclined to having someone just for an accountability purpose. Um, if you're not in the industry and you don't have an exceptional knowledge about training, like I definitely think having a coach is like everyone should have um, a good one because a good one will get you results that you would probably may get at some point, but that was getting way faster. Um, but I think, yeah, like now I can take on a little bit more responsibility just because I've got less workload. Um, for these unfortunate circumstances. Yeah. Um, but it definitely will uh, hire somebody else in the future. I think it's interesting like, looking from the outside in at your situation right now is like you're testing everything you're learning as well. Yeah. And I think that was a big part of me earlier. Like that consultation period that I was doing with Jordan was like, I'm learning this and I need to apply it, but I also don't want to hurt myself. And I want to make sure that I get a decent result on the platform. So it was like, I want someone smart to look at it and make sure I'm on the right track, but I need to test the model before I give it to the trainers that we had at the time and the clients and all that sort of stuff. Whereas now it's like the model's good. I can try a tweak with the crop of clients that I have now that are at a much higher level than what they were at the time. So I'm able to test my own stuff a little bit more on clients than on myself as much as I probably used to. 
Yeah, definitely. I think like even from 18 to 23, when I started taking training seriously, like I did every training style, every program you could think of. And I just like took really like met good mental notes of like what was favorable and what wasn't. Cause at some point I'm going to, I always had intentions of working with other people. So I'm like, well, I'm kind of like this, this, this big believer in like walking that path before someone else, you, you, you take someone else through that. So you don't really kind of know really like now it's probably a little bit different. I've got a way better understanding of like what's important and what's not. But I think at the start when you're learning, the best thing to do is to kind of get that really good textbook knowledge, but then it's like, go and actually see what it feels like. Like go and do this, you know, volume, this German volume training program, go and see what German body composition <laughs> training is. Go try small of, enjoy small of, it's fine. Yeah, get yourself shredded, get yourself bigger, you know, do these things so that you can feel what it's like for your clients. You know where that you're going to cut corners because they're most likely going to do the same thing. <laughs> um, like you said, Aaron, you behave in a certain way when you're a client bullshit on your check-in a little bit put a bit of sugar on top everybody does it and it's like fuck yeah well if i'm doing this like my guys are doing it for sure 100 percent. um and yeah it's just like really good lessons to to take over to you know the people that you're working with um which is which is super super valuable i'm really glad that i was pretty like old when i moved in power like towards powerlifting and strength training it's like i haven't done all those disgusting crazy template programs like small of and shit like i did them all in in like physiques the realm but i haven't done the crazy ones in, in yeah, powerlifting. i'm very I grateful for that i think i added 40 kilos or 50 kilos to my squat in like six weeks from small of. i couldn't walk for four weeks yeah <laughs> it was well, it makes sense you just squat yeah. all the time you're getting yeah, a really like good squatting, squatting. <laughs> yeah, exactly right squatting like squatting like four times a week and it's like they don't tell you like it's like, why am I so sore? And then it's like in the fine print, this is a Russian program. So it was provided yeah. for the Russians by the Russians who were Do eating it. Russian stuff. Or die. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it's like in Russian eating. supplementation. Yeah, eating like, Russian fuck. stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, damn it. <laughs> like, oh, no wonder why I'm so fucking sore. Crazy, yeah. crazy Russians. <laughs> yeah, we did that for about 18 months, Jace. Did a particular program that now we look back at and went, yeah. oh yeah, that probably wasn't for yeah. us at the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we probably needed a different diet at that point <laughs> I've done lots of things that needed specific yeah. supplementation yeah. <laughs> like when you when you look back at it and you're like oh okay now it makes sense fuck, now yeah. i know why these guys do five yeah. sets of 20 yeah. over five yeah. exercises yeah. per session yeah. fuck okay yeah, exactly yeah. Right. wonder why we used to go home and like have those stupid shakes that we'd make and sleep for five hours it's like oh yeah it's, yeah we're not built for this yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly right yeah, but I think if you if you bring in this conversation back to like the um, the unwillingness for a coach to hire a coach, I think that it's like more of a an ego thing and a personal thing um, to that to that coach themselves. It's like they they don't feel worthy. They don't like they're concerned about what other people think of them. When at the end of the day, like the best people in the world have coaches. Like you know, best like I'm sure at some point, like all the top CEOs like have had a mentor, or a, or they still do, or they've got a circle, or you know, if you look at elite athletes, they have pretty much hired someone for everything. Yeah. You know, so I think if you want to be the best at you know whatever it is that you want to do, you need to go and confide knowledge in people that have walked the path before you, and you're leveraging their knowledge and experience to help you. Yeah. yeah. And there's no better way to fast track that than getting yourself around and getting coached by someone who 
sits well with the goals and knows their shit and gets good outcomes and has a consistent message and all that stuff we talk about. Um, Cause you just get there way faster. Yeah. Well, it's just, I think as a coach understanding, you don't know everything and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> one, one of the only things that Charles Poliquin said that actually I liked and made sense <laughs> is if you want to, if you want a specific outcome, go and hire the best person for it. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, I, remember, I remember when he scared that absolute fucking shit out of me in that <laughs> little classroom that we had, that little classroom seminar, we'll call it in air quotes, <laughs> seminar. Um, and it was just like, if you, want, if you ever wanted to learn something, you just go to the best person. And I think that that's a tremendous lesson to have. It's like, sure, like some people don't have access to the best person. But it's like go and hire someone who's good in the space that you want to work in. Yeah, exactly. Well, I guess like, the best person you have access to, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Do your homework, ask questions. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like it's not that much to like an audition for your work, but it's like just ask them, follow them for a little bit, see what they're about. You can kind of tell if someone's talking shit if they're not. Exactly. Yeah, I think the best is a subjective measure too, like for depending on the individual. Like if your goal is like fat loss general health and fitness like hiring the smartest best coach in the world is probably actually not a good idea because they're just going to like expect you to do everything and if you don't track your macros this week they're just going to tell you to track your macros next week whereas the best person in that situation might actually be someone that's willing and able to give you the time and coaching and stuff to build habits and all that sort of thing so and then even just like buy-in and trust and liking the coach that you're working with and all of those things as well as the ability to facilitate the outcome you're looking for. So I think yeah. you just need someone who we had this conversation during the week in one of our calls, like um, a message for younger coaches is like that coach, other coaches, more experienced coaches, smarter coaches on paper, like with bunny ears. Um, they're not better than you. Like you have an ability to get an outcome with your client and your market. Somebody else isn't a better coach than you. If you're able to do that, they just might work with a slightly different demographic or have a slightly different knowledge base that allows them to provide a different service. But if you're getting the outcome for the client that you are supposed to be getting, it's like, they're not better. They're just yeah. at a different, on a different path or a different stage of their path. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So coming back to the question of like hiring someone, Aaron, like how would you go about, obviously I've just kind of laid out, I want all of that stuff as well. Like I want to have a relationship. Yeah. Uh, I want to be able to learn. Usually I want some kind of business outcome from it as well. Like yeah. what systems and stuff do you have? Yeah. Um, what are you looking for with hiring? Uh, for me, I think you guys know probably mostly uh, knowledge. I just want to know, I just want to hire someone that's smarter than me in a field that I want to learn in. So it's like the coaches that I've hired have always been guys that were smarter than me in their particular fields. And I wanted to learn like their processes and I'd always ask why. So for quite a while it was, you know, strength or strength-based programming or powerlifting, we'll call it. Um, and learning what they programmed, why they programmed it, um, the sets, the reps, why those rest periods and then I'd match it against the knowledge that I had accrued and then that's where I sort of started to break away and I was sort of like okay I've got this sort of down pat I, I'm pretty comfortable with where I'm at um, what's the next thing I want to learn and then I went I wanted to learn like nutrition nutritional science and that sort of stuff but I had Dalton and you know I'd pick his brain almost every day 
um, about certain things to do with nutrition. You know, my knowledge at the time was okay. Like it was decent, but then it's like Dalton's next level. So I wanted to go next level. So I'm like, okay, well, I want to be able to, you know, answer the questions that I would ask. So it's like, and I had some complex questions. So it's like, okay, if I do have a client that asks me these complex questions, I'm going to be like, okay, cool. I know this. And then, yeah, so I moved into more supplementation and that sort of stuff. So that's why I've got, I had Alex and I've got Joe. Yeah, it's just fine. It's, it's interesting how you you think about the the way you select the coaches based off the intellect. Because like I yeah. I actually think of things in a totally different fashion. Yeah. So I if I wanted to know all that stuff, I would go straight to that person and ask to be mentored. Yeah. I would much rather like we've talked about. You go to the courses these days, and you're yeah. the only one asking questions, and yeah. most of the time it's <laughs> shit that you've heard a hundred times. Like, and those really complex case study questions you don't get to because they take too long and half the class doesn't understand them. I would much rather now just be like, instead of your $500 for your weekend, I'll pay you to one-on-one and I just ask you like exactly what I need to know. Um, Not to say like hiring someone for their skills and what you want to learn is wrong. Um, I would just more go down someone who's like good in the field that I want to get the goal for, for me and make sure I like them. Yeah. I think that's why I stayed with, my coach for so long. It's just like, we just got along so well. Um, and the service was good. You know, you kind of knew what you're getting, you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, you pay for what you get, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's it. And like, sometimes like, you know, you just get, you know, good people try and give what they can, you know, like not, they don't overgive to the point where it's like, they're going to run themselves dry, but they, like, you just know you're getting like, you're happy with what you get. I don't know how many times I said to you, Blaine, like, Oh, got me, got me value. And then some this week, like every now and then, you know, your online coaching, especially like it's a you, you can't go off that weekly fee you pay. Especially because, in our space. Yeah, because yeah. every now and then it's yeah. like you you go to a client just be like, all right, I've done this, 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 that. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And you've done all this shit in like a week. And it's like, that's kind of made up for... That's why I hate that like trading yeah. time thing anyway. It's just like yeah. you yeah. get the person, their skill set, their knowledge, the relationship and all of that stuff. It's not like, Hey, you just spent like, you didn't check in this week. So does that mean I don't get my, uh, like I get my money or whatever? Not that that would ever happen, but it's just that yeah, mindset. Course, yeah. yeah. Like you're getting a person yeah. and their skills. Um, and I think that that's what I would look for in someone as like a relationship, the service, um, know what I'm getting yeah. super important. Um, I think I'm just at a stage now where I like, if I want to know something intellectually, I'm going straight to the person. I'm just, I'm just praying that they would allow me to pay for their time. And I'm just like, Hey, can I just ask you stuff yeah. and record it? So I can yeah, watch see, it back later. Yeah, I think I, I think I'm on a similar premise. I think the only added thing to that would be, it's like, I want to see the results along with yeah, the knowledge the, the I only, acquire. You're That's implementing it at the time, which is time. Super, yeah. Super so cool. it's like, yeah, because obviously there's like, like you're implementing your own stuff that you're learning, which is, yeah. so it's like, it's sort of similar, but then Same, I'm getting yeah. the, the extra, it's on top of so it's like i want to see how that plays out for a yeah definitely time. yeah so and, like and i can like i've done consult calls with people before and it's like it's cool because i've got the knowledge but then the application of that knowledge is sort of the next step so it's like okay i want to set, use myself as the guinea pig and be like okay this is yeah, the application that i'm getting with the knowledge that i'm learning yeah and now i can use myself as the base and be like okay cool and then i might have one or two clients where i'm like hey i'm just going to try something and it's like mm. okay and then it just builds and builds and builds mm. Yeah, I guess we go back to the theme of the, of the of today, like and talk about like these the, the reluctance of some of these people to hire a coach. Like, how's it any different? Like going to a workshop, yeah. Like and and go and me asking 
this particular person to like pay for their time and, and, and leverage their knowledge and experience. Like that's showing that I'm not where I need to be and I'm going to, you know, exchange a service and time for someone else's to make me better. Mm-hmm. It's just like a similar premise, but I feel like some coaches like won't bat an eyelid of being like, Oh, I'll see you at the, at the, you know, such and such summit, you know, mm-hmm. as a way of like, just like wagging their dick around. Like, Hey, I mean, I'm invested in like education, yeah. but yeah. Oh, I couldn't have a coach though. Like, yeah. because that means I'm shit. It's like, yeah. what do you mean? Yeah. It's like they'll go and upskill, but that they won't go and upskill. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, it's cool. weird. Yeah. yeah it's like, you, so, <laughs> you know what? You, you, no one's taking care of your training, but someone's taking care of your knowledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you're not, uh, and you're not, you're not applying the knowledge you're learning or potentially. Well, like, man, cool, good chat. <laughs> yeah, what do they say? Like, um, uh, what's the saying? It's like intellect is fleeting, but knowledge is, uh, I'll come back to it. Cause I read it like today. <laughs> But it was like, just basically like you, you can read as much shit as you want, yeah. but learning how to apply it is the actual yeah. skill. Yeah, like exactly. That's where the cream is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. is only one aspect. Yeah, I've been playing with that idea myself. Like, especially like you're saying, Jason, the place that we are now, it's like maybe five years ago, I was like 80% learning because I needed to learn a lot, 20% applying, like in terms of time application. Now it's like totally flipped on its head. Yeah. Like at the moment where I'm at, like I'm learning through the process of creating, like in the doing process, it's like, so putting together these movement articles, like, fuck, I don't actually know that. I need to go read more about that and understand more of that. I've had a conversation about that to know I can, I get to a point and I'm like, where did I even hear that? Is that true? And I actually have to unpack things. And in the doing is where the education is, but like yeah. the process at the moment is doing rather than like, let's sign up to the next workshop. I just want to like, I guess maybe make a note on that workshop, like just understanding that all three of us on this call have been in the industry for 10 years. The value that like, even like Jace was the one that brought it up, the value that we've gotten from seminars and those sort of things along the way is fucking huge. You just get to a point where it's like, okay, I've seen this now. Like I need to know a very specific thing about a very specific thing. I want to talk to the guy and learn that. I think we, we kind of hit that last <laughs> January in a fucking thousand degree shed at Dolby's where Jason and I kind of worked out and went, yeah, I think we're kind of done with seminars now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no more and, Brisbane trips. Yeah. And like, <laughs> so that's a little bit different. It's a little bit smaller, a little bit more intimate. Yeah. And to be I fair, think- it was actually a fucking good weekend. It was just yeah. like the, the income that we spent on it, we probably could have, brought out more value with yeah. individuals yeah i would have just rather to use that whatever i paid and just paid that particular person and just got the, myself and them yeah yeah um yeah but yeah but, yeah, but just I so that's... i uh the the actual saying is we're drowning in a sea of information but starving in knowledge yeah, yeah there we go yeah <laughs> like it yeah, yeah i was gonna say it's it's kind of like um i guess if you apply it to something like training you know like skill for example the more reps you do, just the better you get over time, right? And it's the same thing with knowledge, especially being in the industry for, like you said, 10 years. We go through these seminars and all these workshops and it's like, you know, the topics that are presented are pretty similar. Like there's not much difference, you know, here and there. So it's like you're constantly, you know, reaffirming all the stuff that you're learning. Over time, you just sort of get to a point where you're like, well, I know this inside out. I do not need to go to a seminar anymore for this. Yeah, like I would yeah. like to go. Yeah, I'd like to go to a seminar maybe for this. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. what they're presenting isn't what you want to hear because you've already heard it for ten years. Yeah, so that spins yeah. off directly into the next topic I wanted to touch on, which is 
something that I think if Jason and I are honest with ourselves, we did really poorly for a very long time, which is networking. Mm. We kind of just stuck in our own little spot in our own little gym for quite a long period of time. Um, and I think for us now, like that's where the benefit of these seminars and stuff are. So it's like, that's how we got connected with like Will and Dean and like even Dalton and guys like that, that, that we've had on the podcast and stuff now all came through those sort of um, mediums, avenues. Yeah. Mm. So like an Aaron, you fucking talk to everyone. <laughs> like <laughs> what's, what would you tell like a younger coach in terms of networking and, and maybe Jason and I, <laughs> like, Man, honestly, I'll tell you the same thing I'd tell um, that you would tell me when it comes to business. Just fucking do it. Like, what's, what, what's, what, what's the problem? It's like, and honestly, this is, this is one of the funniest things because I originally started net, like this whole networking thing. It was like five years ago. And it was, I was sitting in bed. I remember living here in East Brunswick when the house in my nonna's house in this old concrete bloody shit hole. And I was sitting here, it was like 2 a.m. And I couldn't sleep. And I was like going through all this um, juggernaut stuff that was um, on the internet and I was like, oh, I, I came across Chad Wesley Smith's email address. Don't know if it was real or not, whatever it was. I thought, what's the worst that's going to happen? I'll email him, ask him a couple of questions. If he replies, he replies, he doesn't, he doesn't. He replied like in 30 seconds. And I was like, shit, like this is awesome. And then we're going back and forth. And then we jumped on a Skype call for an hour. And that literally like launched my entire fundamentals of programming. Yeah. I've still got the notes <laughs> from that. And it's just like, from there, I just realized, well, like, if I want to talk to somebody and ask a question, I'm just going to ask. If they say no, they say no. Like, yeah. whoop de doo Like, I'll move on. I'll find someone that's just as smart in the same field and ask them and hope that they say yes. Yeah, it's awesome. And literally so, all I've been doing. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure you're aware, like, we're a pretty big podcast now. So like, I feel <laughs> like Chad, I feel like Chad Wesley Smith's inbox just blew up because of us. It's like no one knew who he was before. Poor, and now everyone's going to email Chad. him. Poor Chad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just a barrage of all like, Hey, this guy answers everybody's questions. <laughs> I, so I heard ago, you I give like... zoom calls for free. You fucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was so long ago. I was just like, well, you know, it's cool. And then just from there, I just started, you know, messaging people that I wanted to learn from. Yeah. 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 And even the the guys I've reached out to, like I said, we weren't good at it initially, but recently that have said no, are still really polite about it. Yeah. Just like, dude, I don't have like the bandwidth for this right now. Thanks for thinking of me. Like, uh, I hope it goes well or whatever. Like, we've spoken to a couple of people about the coaches' corner stuff. Yeah. Uh, Like, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I think also um, as you get older, it's like as a, as a coach, you, you know, you're somewhat of an educator and what's your goal as an educator as well to educate and give back education. Right. So it's like you, you speak to these guys, they're normally pretty happy to, to give back. Yeah. It's just at what point and how much and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I think if maybe you're further along um, yeah. at the moment and you are listening to this, like make sure you're doing that as well. Like if someone hits your inbox what would you want someone who's ahead of you to do? Yeah. Like take yeah. the time out. I had someone the other day, like, holy fuck. Like you sent a voice message back. Thanks so much, yeah. man. I'm like, yeah. yeah, dude, walk yeah. around my kitchen. It's quicker to just yeah. like send yeah. a voice message back. It'll be better. And yeah. I have a whole lot less typos than if I try yeah. to text it. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm like that now as well. I just send voice messages the whole time. Like, I can't be bothered sending messages. <laughs> yeah. But I think just taking that fuck, it took two minutes for something that was really simple to me that I learned over the last, however long to give to someone that's like new to it and doesn't really understand it. It's like the value that that provides someone else is huge. So make sure you're that guy as well or girl. 
Yeah, I think one of the one of the things I've I'm I've made uh, like a mission is to like uh, be the person that I didn't have. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, things changed, but when I started training, it's just like you latched onto the biggest dude in the gym. Didn't matter if like he was taking you know three mil a week, um, <laughs> and you know he was just like doing whatever, and he could just grow. It was like that's 40, just 40 sets of body parts. Right? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but I definitely couldn't confide in someone in a very logical fashion um, and network the way we can now. Um, but I definitely want to be that person. Like I just think look back and it's just like there's so many times I was just confused and I had no fucking idea what I was doing, buying shit bought so many supplements that I was going to be jacked at the end of it when really it just came down to like good programming and hard work. Um, and I, I really want to make sure that I'm that person for other people. It's like, you know, you got a question you ask, I'll provide as much information as I can to you. Um, the last thing I want is people like spending their time in the shit that doesn't matter. Like we talk about that all the time. Um, and I don't want anyone getting hurt or getting fucked up um, because they've either consulted with someone who's given them poor information or they just haven't asked. And yeah. I like the idea of trying shit and learning like that's part of learning, but you still should be consulting people and not being scared to ask, you know, and if you're one of those dudes who thinks you're bigger than larger than life and you don't have time for other people, it's like, just don't put you're a coach next to your name yeah, because that's what coaches do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's also kind of humbling as well to be in a position where it's like, you know, like, I don't know, like I get up in the morning and every now and then I'll have like four or five messages from people I don't know, like across the mm. world. It's not even like in Australia anymore. It's like, I've got three from Italy, two from Canada. They're like, dude, you know, all these messages and all these questions. And I sort of wake up and, you know, I'll try and start answering them when I'm half asleep. And then I've got to answer them again and be like, look, I'm really sorry. I just woke up. I probably sound really grumpy. I don't mean it. Yeah. <laughs> Time zones, you know, all yeah. this shit. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, it's, it's just a humbling fact. It's like the knowledge and work you've put in over the years is starting to finally be seen and being paying off. Yeah. So there's an obligation to give back. I feel like once you've accrued so much knowledge, like what the fuck's the point of having it all to yourself? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, where's it going to go after yeah. that? If you keep it, yeah. like there's nowhere else for it to go. Like you can only train so many people. Yeah. Yeah. It goes back to that. You know, the, um, the million outcomes that, you know, we, we have as a business, like that's our mission. It's like yeah. we can't get a million positive outcomes. without sharing knowledge yeah just doesn't work that's why we're all sitting here on a thursday afternoon not getting paid talking which we probably we probably do anyway anyway yeah this got real chatty at the start i was like we're recording yeah (laughs) (laughs) don't forget this is a podcast timestamps timestamps yeah 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 and it's uh, contrary to popular belief we aren't actually paying aaron to be here he just kind of likes us sometimes uh, I don't know I feel like yeah, I've been around we've just it? asked him that many fucking insulted. times to get on the podcast that he's actually done it he's gone off please, fuck it off I've, please I've been sitting here waiting I'm like yeah I'm ready to go just let me know when you want to talk <laughs> so we wanted to make sure we're getting enough downloads that it was worthy uh, okay I appreciate <laughs> that's not a bad excuse <laughs> just weren't big enough for you then we'll mate. yeah oh, we, we we weren't worthy <laughs> <laughs> what's that say about your other your other guests yeah so they're not going to listen yeah. to this so don't worry about it we'll message we'll message BPAC with his yeah. 100,000 followers or whatever and just like yeah Be like sorry dude you weren't good enough at, at least strength coach is better than you <laughs> <laughs> just message Dean and let him know just to make sure yeah 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 any yeah. do you guys have any closing thoughts maybe more so on the networking side of things like maybe even just like what things that you've got out of it experiences you've had like that's that story is pretty cool. I'm like sending a message to 
arguably the most world-renowned powerlifting coach and getting yeah. in the bias pretty sick. And, and especially at that time, he was like the go-to man. Yeah. yeah. Um, closing thoughts, man. I just think, like you tell me, dude, just do it. Like, you want to ask a person a question. The worst thing that they're going to say is no, or they just don't mm. reply. And that's that shouldn't be a problem like at the end of the day getting a, a negative response is not always a bad thing it's like um like james was saying about having you know, bad coaching experiences it, you turn that into a positive it's like there's always a positive there's always a light at the end of the tunnel man yeah yeah, yeah. i think like don't be afraid to like leverage other people's thoughts and opinions and knowledge like we all see you know we all see the world differently there's you know some, sometimes multiple ways to get to an end point so having an understanding of where like we all talk about a certain thing and all three of us are like going at it in three different angles. So it's like, all right, cool. I've got this angle covered. And then you guys enlightened me to those angles. So now I've got a better understanding of like that, you know, three, like 3d view of it, for example. Um, and I think like the one thing I struggled with the most when I was younger is like, just like being afraid to be wrong, being afraid to be around people that were like, you know, way smarter than me and stuff um, was just something that was really uncomfortable, but like, it's actually the best thing that you could ever do um because one it keeps you hungry keeps you learning um you don't have a bunch of yes people just saying you're great and then you go out there and get challenged and then you're like oh fuck i'm not yeah um yeah so there's just way more positives to it than um than negatives yeah Yeah. i think one thing i would add on to it is like when you're reaching out to people um particularly if they are in a in a place where you want to kind of get to just remember to be respectful of their time. Yeah. <laughs> like we've, we've had in the past, like particularly not for a while, but more so when we launched the mentorship mentorship originally, everyone wanted to launch a mentorship. And I literally just got messages that were just like, Hey, heard you had a mentorship. Can you tell me how you did it? Yeah. And it's like, well, no, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not how you approach someone about that. Like, Hey, can I buy you a coffee? I'm thinking about starting a mentorship. I just want to pick yeah. your brain about a few things. Yeah. Like that message, I'm co- like, sure, buy me a coffee. Like, yeah. you don't have to pay me necessarily, but like, that that I'm interested in. Yeah, I feel I feel like offering at this point in time. It's like I had a, a chat with a guy called Andrew Pappas in the states, quite popular in um the biology world and i'm just like hey dude i'm just wondering he follows me i follow him on instagram so we've had a couple of chats before i'm like man i just want to pick your brain uh how much is a, is a consult call yeah. and he's like shut up you're not paying me for a consult call so it's mm. kind of like you know offer it be respectful show yeah. that you want to pay for their time because you yeah. value their time and then nine times out of ten they're going to turn around and be like don't worry about it and it's like yeah. i get consults yeah. all the time like i offer consults and half the time like the guys that i, I know and they're like look i want to you know do a consult with you i'm like dude just give me a call that's fine yeah. <laughs> like i'm not gonna charge you like yeah there's so much <laughs> about respecting people's time and knowledge yeah. like just just yeah. the respect of it like yeah most of the time you're working with like really good dudes uh, you know that are, you know are doing this to help others yeah and if you show that respect you'll get you know they'll yeah. they'll kind of see that and yeah. they'll act accordingly yeah. if you're not treating people's time um with value yeah. um you're not, you're, I'm highly likely not going to get an answer or, yeah. or one that you like. Yeah. yeah. It's like the, the old, um, you know, the old saying, give respect, you'll get it back. So hundred like, percent. Yeah. 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 And I, I think like, <laughs> I like, like Aaron said, like the idea of offering like a service of like, Hey, I'll pay for your time. Yeah. Um, like I've done that with people in the past and the same thing, like, yeah, it's all good, bro. Like, and yeah. I would probably do the same for like a one-off, like, 
yeah. if you need something like like mm. what is it do you just have a couple yeah. of questions like yeah. if you want me to mentor you and how to run your business like look that's yeah. that's a different consul- story, yeah. consultation process and like let's be yeah. fair there's intellectual property there that we need to exchange it's yeah. like you have a couple of questions man like fuck just hit yeah. me up so good yeah yeah, yeah. exactly and that's what i tend to do i think most of my day anyway people just message me questions and i'm just like yeah cool i'll just answer them yeah and if you are yeah, a coach guys, that's, that's getting Aaron all the questions yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unless, it's physics. Unless, unless it's physics don't yeah, talk to me just about don't physics. talk about yeah. inertia yeah, yeah just not physics anymore <laughs> i'm still posting it just wait for it can't wait it's coming i'm just waiting for the wording i just gotta get it right yeah it's funny how you sit on things for so long hey yeah i just gotta It'll get the right footage i've got it i just gotta get the right video to show the example <laughs> yeah so it makes more sense but anyway we won't get into that because i'm not going to sleep again i actually didn't sleep but anyway we won't get into that um, so just, yeah, one more note on that. If you are a coach in a position where someone is asking you questions, um, value your time, like a- answer those questions that are just like quick, easy questions that you can provide value. Um, but you are able to obviously offer consulting as a product as well. Like if you have intellectual property, you, it's, there's no reason you can't work with people in that space as well. Um, and yeah, if you are asking for it, I think what you'll find is if you're prepared to pay for it will be when people are more inclined to be like, Hey, if it's just a couple of things, let's just have a chat. Yeah. yeah I think that's definitely. Um, so the, the general consensus should, seems to be like, if you don't have a coach, you're getting coaching in some way, shape or form. So it might not be that like direct coaching, but you have people in your network that you're bouncing ideas off consistently you're not sort of trying to do it alone. I think it would be the biggest trap to fall into. It's like, I have to do this by myself because I'm a coach. Yeah. Um, I think I'm up to four, I think. So I have a training coach, nutrition coach, a rehab coach, a mindset coach, and I'm trying to find a good business coach. Just haven't found anyone yet. So it's like, I'm obviously a pretty big um, proponent of coaching. I like it. Um, I'll, as much as anything, like for that bandwidth stuff. Mm. So it's like, yeah, if it provides me more time and more education, I'm fucking in. Mm. Yeah. 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 Anything else, boys? No, man. No, we've covered a lot of things. A lot of good takeaways <laughs> for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, if you meet someone that's like smart and helps you out, buy them lots of Akami sushi and they'll stick and coffee. Yeah. Please, my favorite coffee, and, coffee and sushi yeah is yeah oh, i'll do wait. i'll do many many consultations for coffee and sushi. please yeah <laughs> that, that is the dream combo <laughs> when you look at it just just take me to okami yeah. it's only like 30 bucks you know all you can eat and i'm still sorted that's it yeah you could get you could get all three of us in a room for two hours that's, yeah, that's yeah. how long the sittings are for yeah for if bucks. yeah for 99 dollars <laughs> plus drinks <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the drinks will be like Diet Coke. Anyway. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I'll pay for my own soft drink. Yeah. Just pay for my pay for my steak. <laughs> awesome. Go, Aaron, give offer. us the spiel, bro. Where do we find you? Uh Elite Strength Coach on Instagram, really. I don't do much Facebook. Actually, I don't do any Facebook work, let's be honest. And I am in the process of building a website. So because I'm building it, it's gonna be another four years at least. <laughs> Just because I've got so much other shit that I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do this menstrual cycle cheat sheet for clients and breaking down some nutritional science stuff and all the fun stuff. Yeah. Awesome. And yeah. you've been on 
your uh, guest appearances are starting to get up there as well. So I assume yeah. if you search your name, they will come up as well. Yeah, look, I couldn't tell you because I don't understand how podcasts work. I've done one. I think there's one on Spotify somewhere. There's one on or two or three on Podbean, I think. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I'll put the links up when I get my uh, website up. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, so as always, take a screenshot, put it up on the Instagram, give us a tag. So yeah, at Elite Strength. Um, elite. At what is Aaron? At elite, elite Strength Coach. Strength Coach, yes. Uh, Elite strength and bodybuilding coach. Yeah, (laughs) soon to be. Soon to be. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and there's like a few people now that are like almost just going to start adding .stc at the end of their tags because they're just like in all our shit all the time. (laughs) You are one of those. ESC.stc done. Yeah, yeah. Um, So at Ben Scott STC at Jason Glear underscore STC at STC Fit at STC Fit underscore Learning. Uh, coach, the Coaches Academy intake is open at the moment mm. if you are interested we've got a couple of new people uh, that look like they'll be coming in the next couple of weeks um, so if you want to jump on board to that just yeah jump on the link in our bio for all the information I think that's it yeah it. sweet we'll be not back next not week back it's next the girls. week the girls are next week we got a week off fuck yeah yeah Sweet. <laughs> so if anyone wants to consult next week, Jason, I am free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, about one o'clock on a Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. All right. Thanks for coming uh, on, Aaron. Appreciate it. Thanks, your time, Aaron. As always. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. See you guys. See you, mate.